Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Did you guys hear my phone going off? <laughs> okay, I will mute. First off, let me mute my damn cell phone. There. Um, no more Grandma You Got Mail yelling. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Jibba. Are you there? He's not there. He'll be there in a minute. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, um, yeah, I didn't, didn't mean for it to, to do that. So, <laughs> so at some point, uh, my buddy Jibba is going to be joining me. Um, he's a very, very good friend of mine. I absolutely adore this gentleman. Um, not only does he care about vaping and vapors, but um, he cares about children's cancer and he supports St. Baldrick's every year. Um, and I absolutely love that. So. And uh, after uh, Jibba and I chat for a bit, uh, when Jibba has to go to get ready for his show, because actually his show is Thursday nights, and it starts at 10 o'clock on Quest Vaping, and um, he has his wonderful co-host for that. It is um, Eclectic Epicureans, is what it is, and Matt from Be Liquid co-hosts that show with him. So, yeah, it's it's really fun. I absolutely love listening to the two of them they're quite funny just saying oh and by the way in case you didn't know uh jibba does a wonderful impression of magic mike just so you know now uh i have been mad since um Oh, let's see. I have been angry since noon today. Uh, Paul came home for lunch and uh, turned the news on. And we kind of knew it was going to happen. We all did. We kind of knew it was going to happen. We had a little bit of heads up about that fucking study. Um, and by the way, if anybody's listening to this show for the first time, I, I apologize if, if you... Um, I cuss a lot. Just letting you know right now, I cuss a lot. Um, so we knew that shitty ass study was going to roll out. And, um, well, it did. Now, the study rolled out and before it was even out, Clive Bates, the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Clive Bates. Um, and if you're, I'll put a link into the chat to, um, ClivePates.com, guys, I'm telling you, this, this man is a freaking genius. But um, he has a blog called The Counterfactual. And he wrote a letter to Dr. Payton um, and Dr. Pansko. Let me pull Jib in. He's here. Hold on. And, uh, hi. Hello. How are you? I am well. I was talking about you. Were you? Yeah. Then I started in on this rant. And uh, did, did you read the letter that Clive Bates wrote? Uh, I did not. Okay. I did not yet. Well, you can hear it because I'm going to read it. There you go. <laughs> because I think it's that fucking epic. It's awesome. The hidden formaldehyde and e-cigarette aerosols. Some questions and concerns. Dear Dr. Payton and Dr. Pankow, I write... With reference to the forthcoming letter, Hidden Formaldehyde in E-Cigarette Aerosols, to be published in the New England Journal of Medicine under a 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 21 January 15 embargo. Given the great potential for these findings and the related cancer risk calculations to cause damage and confusion and fear among smokers and vapors, I would be grateful if you could clarify the following. Number one. What care was taken to ensure that the puff regimen used was 
a reasonable proxy for human use and exposure. The letter does not detail any attempt to calibrate the puffing regime used in the experiment to match real-world vaping behavior. The levels of formaldehyde detected suggest it was a highly unrealistic regime. 2. What, if any, precautions were taken to avoid measuring and reporting on dry puff conditions, i.e., through use of such high-voltage and high-intensity puffing that the coil becomes so hot that it creates vapor of such arcid taste and harshness that human users would not use it in that way? It is under these conditions that high levels of formaldehyde and related compounds would be expected to form, but no human would ever be exposed to them. Humans have control over the sensory experience that puffy machines do not. Number three. I so love Clyde Bates, by the way. In making your newsworthy claims about cancer risk, what confidence do you have that the puffing regime used appropriately represents human vaping behavior? and therefore human cancer risk. There is a danger that naive reporting of your findings will characterize these risks as integral to vaping products, whereas they are a feature of the operating regime, which appears to be extreme in this case. These findings are only appropriate as cancer risk communication if the operating regime is realistic. However, the letter does not detail how you have assured this is the case, and no caveat has been provided to highlight that serious and probably fatal weakness in this work. Number four, the calculations of cancer risk. It is assumed that inhaling formaldehyde-releasing agent carries the same risk per unit of formaldehyde as the uh, the risk associated with inhaling gaseous formaldehyde. Can you provide a citation to support this assumption, given that the attention-grabbing findings in the letter rest entirely on it? As you will be aware, formaldehyde-releasing preservatives are used as an alternative to formaldehyde in many preparations for safety reasons. I'm telling you, Jim, I love this man. Number five, the letter claims that the incremental lifetime cancer risk associated with long-term vaping is five times as high, or even 15 times as high, as the risk associated with long-term smoking. Can you clarify that this comparison refers to only that part of the smoking? What? Wait. Oh, yeah. Sorry. A lot. Can you clarify that this comparison refers only to that part of the smoking cancer risk that arises from formaldehyde exposure? In order to not confuse readers with the idea that long-term vaping may carry 5 to 15 times the risk of smoking, it would be possible to provide the appropriate context. For example, what proportion of the smoking cancer risk is attributed to formaldehyde? I think it is a small fraction of the total, and it would have been prudent to state this. Formaldehyde is not the most important carcinogen in cigarette smoke by some distance and just one of many. The Surgeon General's 2010 report, Chapter 5, provides a useful guide but does not go as far as your letter does in attributing cancer risk to individual carcinogens. The Surgeon General also reminds us that aldehydes, such as formaldehyde, and acetylaldehyde occur, sorry, I probably fucked that word all up, occur widely in the human environment and are in in I should have had you read these big fucking <laughs> words endogenous metabolites found in human blood it is possible therefore that the estimation of cancer risk from formaldehyde is more complicated than you than your simple model allows for to be more direct i am concerned with and he's got all of his concerns listed out and i am telling you what clyde bates is is the man now I highly doubt the newspaper is going to print that letter. Do you? I I doubt it because it comes off in in this way. Jane, you ignorant slut, which is basically what Clive Bates is really good at, is counterpointing all the pseudo factual information that's that's disingenuously put out as news. Yeah. So that's that's Clive Bates is is great at the Dan Aykroyd role of, of going, okay, but here's why you're incredibly wrong. 
So no, they they won't they won't publish it. <laughs> no. But and I mean, and everything he said is exactly. Oh, and Dino's in the chat, jacking with me about my reading. You know what, Dino? <laughs> Type the words in chat. Tell him to uh, pronounce it, enunciate them for you. Yeah. No Just shit. <laughs> God. I, Dino, you know what? I was going to kick Dino in the shins at VaporCon, and um, he didn't show up. Now, I I have reserved a room for Vape Bash, um, and Dino did make mention on Sunday night that he will be going because Kevin is going. So, Dino, I am going to stack up your kicks in the shins from now until then. And she's got to bring a phone book so she can reach. <laughs> Chip is picking on me being short. I haven't met you in person yet, so I, I'm not sure I should do that. I've just seen pictures of you next to normal-heighted people and realized, well, by comparison. But norm, normal-heighted people. Uh, well, that's a new one. Yeah. Um, well, I tell you what. Case made me feel like so much of a pygmy. <laughs> I either stood eight feet away from him and talked to him, or I stood on a chair. The first time I ever had a picture taken with Case, when we put it on Facebook, somebody said, is Jibber really that short? I'm like, no. <laughs> Case is just that tall. Yeah, Case is like, Case, yeah, Case is six, freaking six. tall. Yeah. Tall, tall, tall. My husband is 6'2", so, you know, I'm I'm used to being around tall people, but Case is really freaking tall. I'm I'm six foot tall. Uh, I, I go in at about 250. And I have 50-inch shoulders. So I'm not like a tiny guy. I, standing next to Case brought me back to my youth. You know who the other person that, that was shocking for me to meet? I mean, and I had an idea how big Case was before I met him. Will Thomas? But uh, no, no, I met I met Will and Susan. Um, but the one that really surprised me to, to actually get to meet in person was Joe for my vape. Okay. Joe is really fucking tall. I'm not familiar with him. He is really, really tall. Um, yeah, he's like six, three, six, four. I ne- and I just never, never would have thought that. Right. But you know, Oliver, um, and you know Oliver, Oliver forty four. Oliver made the best statement um, the year he came to VaporCon, and, and I got to meet Oliver in person. We're all sitting around this table, right? Because it always happens at meets that, you know, you get you get grouped up with the people you know, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, you're hanging out with the people that you know. You gravitate to those you've spoken with and you go, yeah. hey, I'm comfortable right here. Yeah, yeah. And and that's me. And, you know, and I always have to tell people, if you wait for me to stop talking to walk over, you're never going to walk over. So <laughs> just come over and interrupt. Really, <laughs> Preaching I'm telling to the you. choir. And uh, so we're all sitting there and Jay the Vaping Guy starts coming around with this video camera you know what he had to say and you know what's what's the greatest thing about meats and blah 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 oliver came out with a perfect quote oliver looked right at jay just as deadpan as deadpan can be and he goes all these fucking people have legs yeah <laughs> and and jay laughs a hearty damn near fell over um but i mean and it's true you know because so many of us we know each other you know, I mean, you and I have known each other for years. For years now, yeah, yeah. We've never met in person. Um, you know what I think is is uh, is interesting in the same ilk, because we've at least been live on air, and people see you move, and they, you know, you can you can recognize somebody by the way they they gesture and things like that. But when you see people only on like a Facebook type instance, uh-huh. where you just see still images of them. When you meet them in person and they don't look anything like their pictures because, well, they're moving, that that's even weirder for me because they'll go, oh, I'm so-and-so, and I'll be like, you look nothing like your picture. Well, first of all, you're moving, but yeah. Yeah, I am. And see, and I don't get that, though. And that's funny because I am i don't know if I'm supposed to be offended or complimented or what, but people always say, oh, my God, you look just like your pictures. Well, but see, you take face on pictures. I'm talking about you know the the new it thing with the uh, the uh, one, uh, the 45 degree angle with the backlighting and the soft filter and the you know the the, the duck lip pictures. You know, <laughs> then you meet them in person. And you go, 
that, that's not you. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> that is not you, me. And you bring up the duck face, and I have to say, because that is one thing that just throws me. What the hell made that popular? <laughs> I think I have no idea. I really don't. That has got to be the well, stupidest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. How you know did what that... Made that? You know, you know what made that popular? Angelina Jolie and her her naturally puffy lips. So some girl with thin lips in L.A. went, well, maybe if I pooch my lips out a little bit, they'll look fuller. And then somebody went, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Now I'm going to hold up two fingers and do the same face. Angelina Jolie <laughs> would be absolutely beautiful if she gained 20 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have a sandwich or three. Yeah, she, she's just way too thin. I think. I mean, she almost is to the point that she looks gaunt, but she's a very beautiful woman. She really is. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't say she's not attractive, but uh, I'd be afraid to to hurt her. <laughs> she looks fragile. <laughs> you know, it's like Calista Flockhart uh, would look great after a sandwich or seven. You know, just otherwise. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> No, it's it's no, not, it is it's not. not Pete Busardo. No. No, 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 not Phil. This is Jibba. This is my friend Jibba. Um and you missed it. You were late getting here. So you missed uh, not you. You know it's funny is I was I was on time, but then I had I realized I better reboot now because after I finish the show with you, I have to get my other stuff prepped for my show. And, and you I know, have... I completely understand that. I understand that. A lot of these people out there with these brand new computers and all this fancy ass shit and really good internet, they do not understand what it is like to have to broadcast on an older system or, you know, with internet that is not city-fied. Um, well, and I don't my, have that. My stuff's pretty pretty hardcore. It's just as a routine, I've always done it. Just I've always done it. I've always re restarted my computer half an hour before the show. And probably goes back to when I had the the really basic unit and the crappy internet and stuff. But yeah, I just, you know. Well, I have a passable machine and and the best internet I'm going to get where I live. Right. Um, you know, that fellow I sleep with every night happens to be the guy that is in charge of, you know, my DSL speed. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have an advantage to that one. Um, yes, and thank you for putting the link in. Now, I want to talk about that, because I was already talking about you with St. Baldrick's, um, but it was during your uh, reboot. So, tell everybody. Okay, so, this year, 2015, will actually be the fourth annual Charity Shave event that uh, that I'm involved in. Um, back in 2012, the old the old Total Vaping Network days, um, I, I got into it on a lark. And, uh, you know, I was, I was going to, as a joke for my viewers on the Noobs Hour, I was going to say, I'll grow my hair out, I'll grow my beard out, and then I'll, I'll, I'll shave it in funny ways, you know, just to get viewers, you know, or not to get viewers, but to entertain my viewers. And uh, somebody said, are you doing this for charity? And I said, no, if I, if I knew of a charity that I could shave my head and raise money, I would do it. And Matt Hollingshead from Be Liquid gave me the link. Boom. Uh, I set up the first year, and then uh, we've Matt, been doing... who's already bald, yeah, yeah, Matt. Well, but see, he he would grow his hair out through the, the so his fire department in his town in Taos, New Mexico, is all volunteer, and uh, and they did it. Uh, everybody tried, you know, who could grow out hair, <laughs> grew out their hair, and they did a they did an event, and that's how he he knew about it. So I was like, you know, yeah, cool, I, I, sure. So I set up a I set up a thousand dollar goal. I made one hundred and fifty three bucks that first year. And then, so every year after that, I was like, I'm going to do it again in April. I'm going to continue to try to do this, and, and I'll raise my goal ever so slightly every year, and and we'll see what we can do. And and uh, it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And this year, uh, April second, we'll be doing it again. And how much money did you raise last year, Jebba? So last year, being our biggest year, we had a goal of fifteen hundred dollars, and last year we raised eleven thousand two hundred and one dollars. Now, the importance of that number is this. On April 3rd, when we held the event, we were the number one virtual event in all of St. Baldrick's in the United States. We raised the most money 
And by the end of 2014, they had held 1,094 virtual events. We raised the third highest amount. All Vapor contributed. Huge deal. And the most exp- the mo- and wait, my <laughs> joke is, and the most expensive Provari ever sold. $1,100, and I'm vaping on it right now. Um, and, and that was so funny because I knew Case and Orion wanted to buy it for you. And I knew Upstomp wanted to buy it for you. And, I had no idea. And Matt was bidding on it as well. And, uh, I had no idea what, what they were doing. I was just happy to see the numbers going up. Yeah. And that was the most awesome thing because all of these people that were bidding back and forth and back and forth on this Provari, all were going to give it to the same person. And they knew it. Case and Orion knew what Upstomp was doing, and Upstomp knew what Case and Orion were doing. So these guys not only wanted to buy it because you do so much for everybody else, and and you do, and suck it up, Jibba. Don't don't tell me, just suck it up. You do so much, and they wanted you to have it. You didn't have one. They wanted you to have it, and they made damn good and well sure. That a lot of money went to a really good cause, too. And and, and to speak on that, as, as, uh, at least the auction part, um, out of the $11,201 that we as a community raised for St. Baldrick's last year, 6000 uh came from the auction. So, you know, a little over $5,000 was raised in just donations from people's pockets. You know, we had... Uh, there was one particular donator who donated seven times. They donated a dollar. They donated three dollars. They donated two dollars. Whenever they had a little bit left in in their in their uh, account, they donated a couple of bucks. And not for nothing, those several dollars made my day every time I saw uh, you know a donation for a buck because it's what I preach every year. If every one of the people in this community gave a buck. We would blow that goal out of the water every year. So, you know, and that was a, a, a testament to that, you know, just a lot of money. I mean, I was I was so blown away. And then when, yeah, those guys were doing the auction and, and then they gifted me the Provar. I cried like a baby. I was just, I was, you know, because I, I don't do this for me. You know, I, I, I do the St. Baldrick's thing for kids. It, it's it's straight up. It's It's for childhood cancer research. It's exactly um, what it says it, it is. It's a research funding organization. They take in these dollars and they, they pay it out. I've ha- I have figures. I have facts and figures for you. The organization to date has raised $154,552,703. Uh, they put that towards 820 grants at 329 institutions in 22 countries. If you think about it, only 4% of all federal money in the United States for disease research goes towards childhood cancer research. St. Baldrick's is certainly doing their part. Childhood cancer is completely unique from adult cancers. As such, it requires a special study. As a charitable organization, St. Baldrick's has one of the lowest administrative operating costs. Another reason why I like this organization. 79.5% of all the money they bring in goes out to fund research grants and scholarships and things like that for uh, students studying oncology and things like that. It's huge. It's a huge thing. It's, it's extremely important considering 175,000 kids are diagnosed with cancer every year. More children die from cancer in this country than any other disease. And it's it's way underfunded. Now, and the reason I like talking about St. Baldrick's, um, this is save the children that we need to care about, guys. As much as as vapors, we, we here save the children. Um, and it's usually coming from the ants and, you know, trying to get vaping bans passed and everything else. Yep. And so the whole Save the Children thing tends to to um, set a bad tone with a lot of vapors. 
this yeah, save, he, he, this yeah, save the children matters. Children. Yeah, this so, save yeah. the children matters. This is raising money for research into childhood cancer. This is important. Um, and we all care about it. Everybody cares about that. And I think that is why um, your fundraisers go over so well. Um, and, of course, by the way, speaking of which, we haven't talked about this, but you know that you can have anything you want from Three Wishes, right? Well, okay. I, I certainly appreciate okay. that. And, uh, yeah. I, I did last year. I, I will do this year. Um, I I try to uh, give to any of the, the auctions that I can. And um, you actually were the first. And I appreciate that because there, there is something to be said with um, – with businesses that are interested in, in what, what they can do to take part. Um, the, the first couple years, uh, including last year, we, we have a business fusion vapor. They pick a, a charity every month that they donate to and they pick a juice and, and 50% of the proceeds go from the sale of that juice, go to a charity. And, and, uh, they've always backed my St. Baldrick's charities. Um, St. Baldrick's is a 501c, so if you donate to them, you as a person can get a tax write-off. But businesses also, even though many of them that get, have gotten involved in the auctions aren't concerned about it, if you donate an item or you donate cash, um, if, you, if you sell an item and you, you donate cash from the sale of that item uh, as a business, you can get a tax write-off for that. And you know, use it if you wish, but uh, a lot of businesses like to know that um, that they can donate, and you know, you know, it, it's 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 also not going to hurt them economically to do so. So, just wanted to make that point as well. And Jeannie, is... Jeannie, on the other hand, has never done that. She's donated an item to an auction, which means that it sells. That money gets donated separately. The only thing she gets out of that is knowing that she helped raise that money. She doesn't do it for the tax write-off. So yeah, I just give them shit and I I give them stuff and they can auction it off all they want and all of the money goes to the charity and and I'm good with that. Yeah, um, yeah. I you know I'm good with that. Um, Margo is asking in the chat if um, they can ask their local brick and mortars for donations for items for your auction. So there's there's a, a number of different ways to go about doing this. Uh, when we when we do hold the auction, which will most likely be in March again, we usually hold it uh, a few weeks before the event uh, because it is a successful auction. Uh, we will announce everywhere. I mean, if you're a member of any Facebook group, you are probably going to see a, a listing for the auction at some point. Um, if you want to talk to your local brick and mortars, if they're willing to to give up items for auction. Um, they can contact me uh, directly um, at, uh, in fact, I'll type it in because I actually don't have this one ready. Uh, 1673, is that right? That's right. There we go, at Gmail. Um, <laughs> they can contact me directly at my email address um, at, with information on how they'd like to be involved. Okay, or I'm going to read that out loud, though, because uh, the majority of listeners on VP Live okay. are, <laughs> no, they're replay listens. So okay. Okay. Um, if you know anybody or if you are a vendor and you would like to contribute to the St. Baldrick's Auction, it's J-I-B-B-A-1673 at gmail.com. And you can get a hold of Jibba there. Um, and, yeah, thanks to anybody and everybody that um, either takes part in this auction, be it donating something or buying something. Yeah, because well, and so you know, businesses uh, who, who want to be involved, or, yeah, or just donating to St. Baldrick's. I, I will that say too. this: there's a couple of brick and mortars in my area, and what they wanted to do was they wanted to know if they could uh, get their their customers, you know, information to donate. And uh, you can go to stbaldricks.org, um, and you can download donation packets. And then on each donation packet, like what I'll be doing is I fill in my participant number ID number. And then anybody who mails in a donation in those packets, it gets credited towards my my specific fundraiser. So you can also do the same thing. You could don't you can uh, can ask to have donation packets mailed to your brick and mortar location, and then uh, as you take those donations, you can fill in the participant number, which is on the uh, stbaldricks.org forward slash participants forward slash jibba seventy three. That's my link. 
and uh, you can get the participant number off of there. And then here's what we do. We don't just shave our heads. We don't just go and go, okay, we're going to go bald for Baldrick. We do goofy stuff. We have women <laughs> shaving their heads. We, the guys will grow out weird facial hair and we'll shave it. I'll shave funny phallic symbols into my hair leading up to it. Uh, and I've been known to have my wife wax uncomfortable parts of my body all in the effort of getting viewers to watch and be involved and donate money to Pam, reach those certain caveats. Did, did you really annoy Pammy the week before the auction last year? Uh, no. See, Hammy just takes a, she takes great pride in not wanting to be on camera at all, but loving the fact that if she's going to cause me harm, people are going to have a good time. And she loves that. She loves to know that if she makes if she makes me wince, cry, whimper, bleed, uh, it's going to make people have a good time. And she loves that. She loves she, that. Yeah, because last year she seemed to take uh, more enjoyment out of <laughs> out Especially of waiting for me to start. She'll wait for me to start talking, which is not a long wait. Yeah. In case somebody wins. And then she would tear off a strip from my armpit. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, it a lot was, of fun. A lot of fun. Um. It's a and and I have to tell you guys, it really is a, a fun event. Um, not not for the people that are manning the the auction page and <laughs> yeah. things, because God love them. Sometimes I wonder how they keep their sanity. Oh wait, what the fuck am I talking about? They're, They're all crazy to start yeah, with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just it. Everything we do is on a volunteer basis, and and the great thing about uh, St. Baldrick's and the way that it's set up. Uh, with the virtual events is uh, all the donations are straight up handled online. So the money is going right to them. There's no middleman. There's nobody handling the cash. Uh, but everybody that's involved with my event and, and the auction uh, to raise money for my event, that's all volunteer. That's all people going, hey, I'd like to help out. And uh, and every year uh, we get phenomenal, crazy people who, uh, who, who give of themselves for something greater. And the... Um... Has St. Baldrick's um, put out their video for the year yet? Uh, well, they have they have several videos that they do throughout the year. Um, I haven't. Uh, every year, I make my own individual video, um, and it, that individual video uh, I usually do several leading up to the event. Uh, like once I know more of the people that are going to be involved in the shave with me, the goal this year is uh, is two thousand dollars. So that's that's uh, that's what I'll be pimping. With, uh, it's the highest goal I've had so far. It's still not a big goal, but it's attainable, and that's and that's the big key. Um, St. Baldrick's, I have uh, in fact tonight on the Eclectic Epicureans at ten p.m. on Vapors.tv forward slash Quest Vaping. Um, will uh, I'll be playing a couple of videos. Uh, one specifically. A gentleman who uh, called me personally and thanked me for uh, our participation as a community in raising money uh, recommended that uh, I could play as a promotional video. It, it actually features his child who has been cancer-free for a few years now. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it, uh, you can, if you look up St. Baldrick's on YouTube, you can find their channel. Um, and they, they keep all their, their videos updated and posted there as well. They have a Vimeo page. Uh, and again, you can watch them right through the stbaldricks.org website. Now, you know um, what high regard I hold you in for all the work you do for St. Baldrick's. But that that still even comes second on my list of things. <clears throat> I um, am personally, I am personally very thankful that I am among the group of people that uh, get to call you my friend. Um, I, you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm not supposed to get choked up prior I, to a show. I am that way. Um, well, do it, Jeva. Do it. <laughs> no, the other thing. Oh, the other? Oh, all right, all right, all right. See, I told you guys. <laughs> I told you. Cheat, cheat, Thank you, Jeva. Thank you, Jeva. Um. But um, is Matt going to be on with you tonight? Uh, no, Matt nope. lately has been uh, doing a lot of work uh, with his uh, shop down in Taos, and mm -hmm. uh, he, he's he got a new manufacturing facility where he's making a lot of e-liquid. 
And uh, that's picked up as of late. So he has been really busy. So the last couple of weeks I've been rolling solo. Oh, I'm telling you. Um, and zombie juice, guys. If if you go if you go to Be Liquid. Well, first I'm going to tell you when 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 I leave this show at ten o'clock tonight. Make sure you go over and you check out Jibba's show because Jibba usually has a giveaway or so. And um, Be Liquid would generally be one of those. Um, but yeah, zombie juice. Zombie is my favorite. Yeah, Zom Z O M B E E. Everything is B centric with uh, with B Liquid. Yeah. Uh, it's more uh, a, a testament to how natural a lot of their flavors taste. But I am kind of partial to Jibba Juice from B Liquid. If you are a fan of bold flavor, if you like strong root beer vapes, it will kick you in the teeth unrelentingly. Uh, I, I, it's a, it's an amazing. An amazing uh, oh, juice. see, I haven't tried that. Oh, oh, it's really, really strong though. So if you're if you're into dripping now, yeah, you, uh, you notice I went oh, and Margo's in the chat going root beer. Um, yeah, because well, yeah, both of us we love root beer vapes. Here's a joke uh, on modding made easy. No matter what beverage I ever had, I always called it sarsaparilla. Just you know, I'm drinking my sarsaparilla. So Matt found a sarsaparilla flavor and he made jibba juice and and we and the only thing you can really compare it to is a really really bold root beer sarsaparilla is is a very strong uh flavor uh it will crack plastic uh not only will it crack plastic it will disintegrate plastic but if you go to b e e liquid.com and you search out Jibba, J-I-B-B-A, J-O-O-S-E, it is for the freakishly famous. That is the joke. That is the whole joke with it. But it, it, it it's amazingly strong. I, I loved it. I vaped it at 7.4 volts on a 5-ohm quad-coil cartomizer back in the day. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it kicked me right in the chest, but it was so good. So good. Remember, remember, remember cartomizers? Oh, I still use them. Jibba. I haven't used one since I got into the rebuilding. I, I, I'm cheating on my cardo tanks because I, I love my cardo tanks. I still use them. I have a map tank that I use. I have a uh, Finiac tank that I use, and I have a lava tank that I use, and I still use all three of them. See, I had, the, I have a Finiac tank, I have an IB tank, and I have a uh, a Gothic tank. That were in my regular rotation all day, every day. But since I got into the rebuilding, I now have three R, three RBAs, right, and one RDA. The, I have one tank and three drippers, and, uh, and yeah, and just yeah. No, I do. I I still use my DCTs. Um, I you know sometimes that and. And people don't understand. I think everybody thinks Cardo, and they're like, "Oh my God, muted flavors!" I am telling you what, uh, a fresh dual coil in a Cardo tank is yummy. It's uh, yeah, you just know, I, yummy. here's here's what mutes the flavor: crappy Cardos, and and uh, and and if you don't, if your taste buds aren't well developed after you've quit smoking. Uh, you won't notice when things start to go sour, but if after a while, you know when your cardo has reached its fill limit and you can go ahead and move on. <laughs> this is true. But I mean, I'm, I mean, and I've got Nautilus tanks, and I like them. Um, what was that other one that I had? Um, what was the Kanger one? It's no, like the Pro Tank. No, the, the other oh. one. That, yeah, those sucked. I threw them right in the fucking trash. Yeah, I wasn't happy with the Pro Tank either. I threw them right in the effing trash. I clears weren't bad. I, I thought that was the best iteration of a wicked oh, uh, CD4 style. Unitank. That was what the Kanger one was. It was a Kanger Unitank, and it had like that plunger thing inside of it. That thing was awful. That was awful. Just absolutely awful. But, yeah, I mean, I have Nautilus minis, and I have a full-size Nautilus. Uh, the only thing I dislike about the the Nautilus minis is that I have to use the jar opener. Oh, they, okay, yeah. I have to use my jar opener on them um, if Paul or Bernie isn't here, because I can't open them. 
there's no way in hell I can open that damn thing. So, but so you know, I mean, the, and it's that was one of those things. Um, <laughs> does your gear go all over the map? Because mines do. I okay. So, and for, I said mines. For, I for didn't mean to of say time, mines. I had the same setup over and over and over again, and it didn't matter what I was adding to it for gear on top of my device. It was it was pretty much the same setup all the time. And then cardo tanks were always my go-to. I would try clearomizers and this is and that's and the other thing. But I always had cardo tanks ready and able. But since I got in the rebuilding, I, I, through the courtesy of, of, of some good folks, uh, I, I've been able to get a hold of some gear. And now I have, instead of having like two devices that are in the rotation with different tanks, I now have like four or five different things running at once. And uh, it, it, it really is uh, vape ADHD. Yeah, because my, my gear goes all over the place. Um, and everybody laughs because, you know, every time somebody wants to write off Sigalegs, I have to admit that I have an 808 that I still use. And I use it a lot. Right. Um, um, the phones will be live um, when Jibba goes and does his show um, because Blog Talk will not allow me to have someone on Skype and be Skyped into the phone boards. Um, uh, because blog talk is just decided to be a pain right in the ass. Um, Castello just wanted to call in and give me a, give me grief. I'm sure. Yeah. But I mean, my gear goes all over the place. It goes from this 808 with one of the V2 SIGs, little mini clearos on it up to, you know, my mechs and my drippers and my Opus D. So, I mean, you know, I've got gear that spans the spectrum and it all works. So, you know, and, and, and I'm and happy Beth, with it. Beth, your comment about just having the one set up. Let me tell you something. I long for the days when I had my single device and the attachment on it, and I had a couple of juices that I just I say, and it was the same way all you know over and over and over again. Because let me tell you something. When you start getting into the hobby aspect of it, um, it's, at least for me. Sometimes I feel rushed to try something else or to, to, you know, whereas when I was in that stage of vaping where I had my one good working setup, it was so nice to just get up every day and I knew exactly what I was going to grab and I knew exactly what I was going to do with it. That was a familiarity to me that made me feel good. You know, it lulled me into, all right, this is something, this works for me. This is, this is, you know, but when, when you're, you know, when you start getting in the hobby aspect, Jeannie, you know. Oh, yeah. All, all of a sudden, somebody goes, hey, have you tried the not yet, but I'm going to now. Well, see, and... but I'm not like that anymore, though. No, you're you're back out of the swing of that. I'm I'm now. I think with the rebuildables, it has resurged my uh, want to try the other stuff. You yeah, know? no, I am. Um, I am very complacent. Um, I did get some eye sticks. I do. I have two of them. Um, I have two eye sticks and I really like them, uh, especially if I'm going out of my house and I know that I'm going to be doing things and half distracted. I don't take my Opus D's outside with me when I'm working in my gardens and whatever. Right. Because God forbid it falls out of my pocket and the next thing I see is a garden hose over top of it. No, I've already lost one Opus D thanks to the dog. <laughs> Um, so the $30 device is always better to have. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because the dog taking my $250 device out and, and burying it in a mud puddle and not finding out until three days later was not a good experience. Sure, um, sure. It was, the, it was the dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dog's lifespan was almost shortened immensely. Um, but, yeah, I called Drew in tears. I did. Uh, I called Drew and I'm just bawling and I'm like <laughs> and, and can we fix it? And Drew said no. And I'm like okay well I'm going to need a replacement. How much is it going to cost me? And he goes $240. I said okay Drew thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Hammy, I, I, Hammy's got an MVP too with an iClear 16 setup. And she's that's it that's all that she just likes to push the button and vape that's it she, you know she just care about all the stuff that i'm into so you know i miss that though i miss having that one setup that's just i go to every day all day i do i am i i need to uh buy a new mod stand <laughs> because mine is full 
So there's that. Mod stands. I have I have stuff spread. You know what I use for mod stands? Old USPS shipping boxes. I just I have the, the lid folded in, and uh, and I just have everything kind of stacked in there. That's that's my mod stand. I I abuse them so bad. I, I take care of them while I'm using them, but when they go on the shelf, boy, do they feel shelved. Oh yeah. See, no, I I usually have like five devices going. Um, and all five devices have got different juices in them. Yeah, that's what I'm running right now. You know, so I've got I've got a flask with a Patriot uh, with one juice. I have uh, a homemade uh, vape chucker box that uh, uh, Curtipiller made me with a Mephisto on it. I have the world's most expensive Provari with an Igo L, um, and then I have a K101 with the Fogger. You know, and well, they all have different juices. I I have spent enough time talking to my buddy Lou Ritter. <laughs> best hair in vaping but Lou Red Rock Hiker can um, give you an education on batteries that will that will far exceed anything you ever wanted or needed to know on batteries and I have listened to Lou enough that I do this whole rotation thing with my stuff mm-hmm. and and he's right, and I have to admit this, and this is be recorded for posterity. Red Rock Hiker was correct. If you rotate your batteries properly, they do last longer. Right. And I was like, yeah, he's full of shit. Well, he wasn't. He he wasn't. He told me the truth. He was right. So, yeah, there, Lou, you were right. I was wrong. I have I have four AWs that I use in, in the Provari, uh, 18650s, and... Uh, when when I'm using one, the other three are in a row, in a in a vertical row going out away from me in the box. When that one comes out and goes in the charger, I grab the one in the front and I put it in and I move the other batteries forward. And they're they're always in rotation that way. I never use the same one consecutively back to back or the same I rotate through these sport. These batteries have lasted me months and months and months. Before I've, I've recently started to see a little bit of decline in their maximum charge, so it's absolutely true with rotation and how you rotate them. And I am such a wattage baby now. Um, <laughs> my silver bullets—if I have any of my silver bullets into my rotation—they've got a kick in them. Um, but I mean, I am such a wattage person now that I rotate. I stick Opus. I stick Opus. I stick Opus. <laughs> And and that's the way it is. Um, but I'm still rotating them, so that counts, right? It, I'm I'm letting them have a thirty minute cool down before I put them on the charger, and you know, hey. No, it, see, it that was the one thing that I had heard, and and I wondered about that 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 uh, the the cool down period. Maybe because I rotate through the four different devices, like when I'm sitting here now, I've I've already vaped on three of the four that I have set up in front of me. And I kind of go through them that way. When when I finally take a hit off one and I notice that, okay, it's time to charge these, the batteries aren't warm at that point. And I wondered if that makes a difference too. Do, do you have the cool down period because your batteries are still very warm from operating? Or Fuck is it if just... I, I do it because Lou told me to. Right. But but that was my, my, my I guess my thought was. is, is what Oh, is, I thought what, you were asking you... me the question. I'm like, I don't no, know. no, no, no. Uh, you know, uh, my <laughs> my thought was I had heard about that you, you should let them, uh, you know, when you take them out before you put them on the charger, put them to the side for a half hour and then put them. On, I, I'd seen that or heard that somewhere else before. But I wondered if that's just when if you take them out and they're still warm because you've just been, you know, cranking on it for a while. Because um, mine tend to generally never get cranking more. I sat down and timed it one time because I basically vape the same. You know, my draw time is the same. The amount of time I have the button pressed is the same. So I started writing down how long a battery would last. And when I started letting them cool down for that 30 minutes before I, you know, not just, okay, hit the button, shit, the battery's dead, take it out and throw it in the charger. I stopped doing that and they waited that 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I get like an hour more vape time out of there. And am I saying okay. that that's a scientific fact? No. No. I am not going to tell you it's a scientific fact. No, but that's the data that you yeah. reached during I your am a dumbass. experiment. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. admit that I am a dumbass. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a dumbass. But from my real-world experience, yeah, I get like an, an extra hour um, of vape time off of my batteries doing that. So, you know, 
I'm I'm not saying it's scientific well, fact, but sense. in in my world, it's a fact. Right. Right. So, you got to go do a show. I do. I'm I'm actually starting to open up my other programs right now. Jeannie, listen. Uh, it's always nice to be asked by somebody who has uh, such a high standing in this community. Uh, I will not call you what you wish to not be called, but let's just say you're extremely well known in the community. <laughs> and, uh, and, and every time you've asked me, I've always felt so privileged and honored that you took a moment to think about me and asked me to be on your show with you. And uh, any time at all, it is absolutely my pleasure. Well, and, you know, I think it's important that your St. Baldrick's drive get spread out in every corner of the vape community. Um, yeah, or this isn't a network community. thing, folks. This oh. is, I just I happen to host it on a network. Yep. This is this is a St. Baldrick's thing. And anybody that wants to be involved, contact me at Jibba, J-I-B-B-A, 1673 at gmail.com. And if I have the room and I can accommodate it, I'll certainly. But this is, this is about those children and that, that organization. This has nothing to do with Quest Vaping. This has nothing to do with Jibba, except that, that I am the person that, that, you know, gives it a home. So well, person, personal feelings about different things aside. Uh, this well, is and I, you know, and I would really hope that a lot of that is gone away. Um, it used to be, you know, it wasn't there for a long time, and then it was really bad, and then it went away. And yep. so, I mean, it it uh, whether networks are getting along with each other seems to ebb and flow. Um, <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> you know. Um, it's not like me, not like me, where if you really piss me off and I wouldn't piss on you if your hair was on fire, it tends to stay that way forever. Right. <laughs> yeah, most people aren't like that. All right, well, when I get done chatting DIY for a little bit, I will be over. All right, hey, I'll see you there. All right, thank you very Thanks, much, folks. Jibba. Have a great night, sweetie. Okay, now I will get the phones up. And watch, I'm going to put these phones up and nobody's going to call in. And I have to listen. Oh, I, maybe I won't have to. Since it appears you're oh, calling back into a live show, we are reconnecting you now. I really don't like that. Your British show lady. will go live in five seconds. Four, Fuck. three, two, one. Blog Talk Radio. And she never shuts up. I swear to God. Uh, okay, now that the British lady is done running off at her yap, she is shut up now. Uh, the phone... The phones are on and the phone lines are open. So if you have anything uh, you want to say, um, go ahead and call. If you have any DIY questions, really, give me a call. Love to answer them. Oh, yeah, Castillo, I got to listen to that. I'm sorry about that, sweetie. Uh, they are live now. And somebody's there. Let's see who it is. Hi, 417. Who's this? I hear flavor art is available in the continental United States now. <laughs> I knew you were going to be excited about that. I am so jacked up about that. I can't stand it. I did a happy dance over that, too. Oh, oh. my, oh, my, oh, my. I I am not a, a patient enough person to order direct from Italy and wait for it to get here and blah, 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 blah. And like a year and a half ago, Flavor Art Flavors got, it was so damn hard to find them in stock where you wanted to buy them from. You know, there was one place that always had them in stock, but I'm not giving them people my credit card number. I don't order from there because it's always this total pain in the ass. Um, yeah. So I had gone and phased out all of the flavor art flavorings from my mixes and I will be so fucking happy to get to put them back in there. I am definitely doing a happy dance because I have broken down and done the Italian order thing. And it's not so much the time because I guess I've been really lucky on that one and not had to wait too long. 
you get slammed with these bank conversion fees from euros to dollars. And so you end up paying like twice as much for the stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's painful. Yep. Um, no, I was so, so happy when I heard that they were going to be around. And rock on, Nigera. Um, are they going to be selling to just vendors, do you know? Yes. That's what I thought. So, like, if we got a hold of Kimmer when she gets ready to do this, we could probably get them from her, right? Yes. Right, Kimmer? Yes. Right, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Because that was one of the things um, when I found out what was going on. I said, so you're not going to be selling individual." He said, no, we will not be selling 10 and 30 mil bottles to individuals. And and here is here is I'm going to tell you the exact words that were said to me. We will be selling to the Kimmers. Yes. <laughs> and and yes. I was like, Kimmer is so her face is like going to go so red when she hears that. So yeah, Kimmer is I can I can hear her all the way from Minnesota going, Judy, shut up. Um, but well, yeah, and God love her. She does have some in. Um, and part of me thinks she got tired of me crying, going, when are you going to get Flavor Arc? <laughs> oh, I know. Because and it was a weekly cry. Yeah, and, and as Mike said, the Lemon Sicily is good. The um, is. The Vienna Cream the is... The Lemon Sicily is... But I, and I am a vanilla junkie. I love vanillas. And I am telling you that Flavor Art has the best vanilla I have ever tasted. It, Madagascar or Tani- Tahitian? Both. <laughs> the, the, the vanilla Tahiti is wonderful. I was and like... they used to call it vanilla classic, but I think they're calling it Madagascar now. Uh-huh. Uh, mix the two of them together and you'll think you've died and gone to heaven. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, but that's my DIY for the week is... Yes, yay, flavor art. We don't have to wait for Italy anymore. I am. I was so, so happy uh, when I got to have this conversation. Um, and I was like, yes, I can put this shit back in my recipes. Because it did change my recipes. I'm not oh, saying yeah. it changed them for the better, for, changed them for the worse. But it changed them. And in my mind, every time I pick up this flavor, it tastes different than what my mind knows it should be because it yeah. had the flavor art flavorings in it for so long you know and and i am one of them people that i mix flavors from different manufacturers and yeah. you know a lot of us do you know i don't have a juice that's all tpa flavors i don't have a juice that's all flavor art flavors um i tend to mix it up and you know it's because, okay, well, I like this orange the best. And, okay, well, these yeah. two vanillas are what I'm looking for. Um, well, and each company seems to have certain flavors that, that jump out from the crowd. But in all honesty, I haven't ran across a bad flavor art. I haven't. I have. Um, I have. I have found some TFA that I didn't like. I have found yeah, I some have. Flavor West I didn't like. Um, I have not found a flavor art that I did not like. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> now it could be that I've just not bought anything I'd look at and go, ooh, yeah. This <laughs> this story kind of came up in the DIY group the other day. My friend JD Vore used to host a show on Elixir back in the day, and we're gonna we're going back a ways. Is that tea bag days? And uh, yeah, 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 back okay. then. And uh, JD used to do DIY on his show just to show people how easy it could be. You know, that that making your own liquid wasn't this. I mean, everybody used to think that making their own liquid was just this horrible, you needed a a degree in chemistry to be able to do it. And so JD did DIY on his show every week just to show people that it, you can do this. You know, it's not that hard. Um. So, you know, he made, 
he placed an order. He had to order what he wanted to get from Flavor Art, and he had to order it from Italy to be able to get what he wanted. So what mm-hmm. did he do? He went all in and ordered one of everything they had. Oh, wow. No, I, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Not just their vape flavors, Margo. Everything? Yeah. Oh, my. And J.D. made up some juices that he thought sounded like a good idea. So he made up a Philly steak and cheese vape. Kimmer had to try that one. Yeah. He made a garlic dill pickle chip vape. Guess who had to vape Mm. that one? No. It wasn't Kimmer. Now, when he smelled these flavorings... Did he get sucked into like a a, a crab juice No, 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 no. It was the garlic dill pickle chip juice. You're the one that got that. Okay. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. Garlic dill (laughs) pickle chip vape. I got that one. And I got that one thanks to a buddy of mine named M. Long. And um, M. Long used to be a friend of mine, and then he made me vape this juice. Um, and he's still being reevaluated. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> well, JD ran this contest, and and when he ran these contests for this stuff, it was you know, you got to win, and and I say win in the the loosest, uh, most least complimentary way that you could ever say win. Um, you know, I mean, this is even worse than than Charlie Sheen win. Um, and, uh, and JD said, okay, if you're a host on Elixir, which I was at the time, and you're in the room, you either have to enter this contest or you don't get any more of my liquids. And I got to tell you, this man made some of the best juices to date. Okay. He made phenomenal juices, Marco. Oh, yeah. But he had really funny names for them all. He had Dingleberries. He had Regal Beagle. He had Camel Nuts. He had Fuzz Buster. He had um, Beaver Grease. And I'm not kidding you, Margo. These were the names for his liquids. I've heard of some of them. Yeah. And, and... You know, Fuzzbuster was really good stuff. Um, and uh, Regal Beagle, the Beagle was good. Um, he did a coffee vape every so often that was absolutely fucking phenomenal. I loved it. So I did not want to be on the your cutoff list. Well, I put a number in and I'm thinking, please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. And I'm watching these numbers, and and it was, and the numbers just scroll like crazy. You know, I mean, JD's contest, albino laminates. That's what it was. Um, that was the uh, macadamia cookie. That was pretty freaking good, Margo. I'm just telling you. Oh God. Um, oh, it was good. And yeah. So, and I saw somebody else put my number, and I didn't even. It went by so fast, I couldn't even see who the name was. And I'm like, oh, thank you, God. At least if my number gets drawn, somebody else has got it too, right? Mm, son of a bitch if my number didn't come up. And it was my buddy, M. Long, that had put the other number in. And so we had to have a juice off, right? And I'm thinking, fucking A, I got this now, right? I just put the same uh-huh. exact number in because random.org never comes up with the same number twice. And JD hit generate, and and it was so funny because Mike and I both put the same damn number in again. Oh, my and I'm like, well, screw this. I'm just going to put the same number in for a third time, right? Third time is a charm, right? Oh, thank you, God. Mike won. And I lost. Damn it. Shucks darn shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thank you, God. Now, so what does JD say? So I'm like, oh, praise Jesus. Well, J.D. says, well, now, you know, Mike, I said that I never split wins. But if you wanted to split this win because you really felt bad for Jeannie, I would send you each a bottle. 
And Mike's like, yeah, we should really do that. Oh, shit. You bastard. Bastard. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. That shit. No. Was so god awful. I'm a flavored junkie. I buy flavors. I've got tons of flavors. But I'm not going to buy one that I don't think would be good in a vape. Well, he didn't know. And, you know, I mean, this was pre, you know, don't vape savory. Um, yeah. And he thought, you know, well, fuck it. Give it a try. So, I mean, I got to <laughs> give him credit for having a big enough set to give it a try. Um, yeah. And, you know, I tell people all the time that even if it's just a fruit, I mean, try things that you don't necessarily like in real yeah. world. Because, like, real mangoes, I'm not a fan of mango fruit. I really like mango in vapes. I don't know why. I love coconut. Can't stand coconut vapes. I absolutely love pineapple. Can't stand it in a vape. So, just because you, you know, you don't necessarily, you know, maybe not even so much stuff you don't, you hate, but stuff that you don't like, try it. At least, at least throw in a little bottle of something different. Different, yeah. Well, and you'd be surprised a lot of times if you put just like 1% of something in something that you're going to use like 10%, how much it can actually change the flavor. And lots of times it's for the better. Yeah, look at what a little bit of lime will do for a raspberry. Yeah. You know, I mean... strawberry. Look at what one drop of AP will do in something. Exactly. You know, um, and it's those little itty-bitty things that can really, really make the difference. Um, It'll take your okay strawberry liquid to, oh, wow, this is what I wanted. Well, I just wanted to call in and do a happy, happy, joy, joy dance about flavor art being more readily available without having to go through vendors that are kind of crappy. Yep, flavor art. Flavor art is launching a North America distributor. I am. I'm. I was just so damn happy. Happy dance for sure. Okay, I'm gonna go so somebody else can call in. That's all I had. Good night, Margo. Night. Oh, and yeah, Liz, you're right. Uh, Liz says sweet strawberry or sweet raspberry help stuff. It does. Um, there's a lot of this stuff that um, even just little little bits of a half a percent or one percent of something can really, really, really make a huge difference in your juice. Um, and you know, unless you start playing around with them or you listen to something like this where I just said, you know, put it, put a tiny bit of lime into your raspberry and see what happens. Um, those little things are game changers. And I don't throw around the term game changer lightly. Okay. Um, it's the little things that count. And if we don't have any more callers, I am going to get out of here for the evening. And um, I'm going to head over and listen to my buddy Jimba. Thanks for stopping in, everybody. Um, thanks for helping out with St. Baldrick's when and if you can. Have a wonderful night, everybody.